Hello, STEM Nation. Jeff here, and welcome to episode number 57 of STEM on Fire, where we interview practicing professionals in the area of science, technology, engineering, and math to help guide students interested in STEM careers. If you like what you hear, please share it with a friend. Now let's get fired up today with our guests, Peter and Alex, and I hope our chat will help ignite your passion towards a STEM career. Now, this podcast is going to be a little bit different than all the other podcasts that we've done because we're going to be talking about ADHD. Peter Shankman is an author, entrepreneur, and corporate keynote speaker and has written a book called Faster Than Normal, Unlocking the Gifts of the ADHD Brain and personally has the gift of ADHD. Alex, who is my son, who will be a junior at the University of Nebraska pursuing computer engineering, has been working to harness his ADHD, and we're going to delve into that a little bit. So welcome to the show, Peter. Fill in some gaps here and, and give us a little background. Yeah, great to be here. Thanks for having me. Um, you know, so my, my uh, when I was growing up in the 70s and 80s, ADHD didn't exist. It was called sit down, you're disrupting the class disease. And so for me, um, I always knew I was different. And it wasn't until my mid-30s that there was actually a label for it where I was able to say, okay, this is... Uh, this explains a lot, you know, but it was, uh, it was an interesting way to grow up. I grew up with a, you know, sort of getting in trouble a lot and not really sure of what, uh, why or what I was supposed to be doing. And over time, I just kind of realized that, uh, you know, my, my, my faster brain as it were could actually be a benefit as long as I learned how to use it properly. I equate it to, um, if, you know, if you're used to driving a Honda or like a little Accord and then someone gives you a Lamborghini. Um, you know, if you're not, if you don't know how to drive it properly, you're probably going to crash into a tree. And so once you learn how to, how to, how to, how to use that speed, that faster speed, you can really take over the world. But again, you need to know how to use it. So Alex, give a little background of yourself and, you know, you were diagnosed with ADHD back in the third grade and, and you've been working since that time to try to harness it. And I'll say has worked pretty well until you got into college. So give us a little background on that, Alex. Yeah, so up through uh, middle school into high school, ADHD did not really affect me a whole lot as far as the schooling. Everything came fairly easy to me. Um, it was just very boring, in my opinion. Uh, honestly, the hardest part with ADHD that I dealt with was the people aspect of it, is I would always, I would always kind of do something and then think about afterwards, wow, that was a really bad idea, or I shouldn't have done that. Uh -huh. um, and I, even then, I still kind of struggle with that from time to time, like talking to friends or just being out with people, just being able to slow myself down to think about what I'm going to do before I do it has always been really hard for me. And then up into college, freshman year, not very hard. Sophomore year, sophomore year, fall semester specifically, very hard. I, I kind of had a very poor studying uh, routine, which was study for two hours, but then study for two hours, not necessarily to learn anything, but to actively sit in the library for two hours, which didn't work at all. And more than one way being not enough time, two hours a day in college, not an option, but also because I wasn't going to learn, I was going there to just sit down for two hours. Basically, what I figured out from freshman to sophomore year is that whatever you like, if you're going to be working on a project or homework or coding, however long you think it's going to take, you might as well just triple that time because it's it's amazing how much you don't know, and then you have to learn it. And if you don't understand it, you're going to fail the tests, like I did. So I I've found a decent amount of study of study skills that I use on a regular basis. Personally, I am still on medication. 
albeit I usually take a five milligram booster tablet. So my routine of studying is I'll be playing Xbox or watching TV, being very productive, but then I will, I will take a step back and all I have to do is walk into my room and get a little five milligram ADHD pill. And that's kind of like my kickstart to my ritual, just a little, little seed that gets everything growing. So I just take that and then I know that I have a half an hour until it starts to kick in, at which point I will go study. So in between that time, what I try to do is get everything ready that needs to be ready. So I'll fill up my water bottle, I'll charge my headphones, I'll put everything in my backpack that I need to have so I don't forget it. Then that way, when I know the half an hour is up, all I have to do is grab a backpack and leave. It's very easy to grab a backpack and leave instead of putting everything into a bag and taking another 10 minutes to get ready before you have to leave. Another thing that I found out works really well for me is I only take one subject to the study area. I found that it's a lot easier to study what you know because it's easy and it comes to you. So by taking only one subject, I'm forced to just study that subject, even if it is much harder compared to the other ones. Also, when I do study, I try not to be around other people. So I don't go to like the generic library on campus. I go exclusively to a lot of times the STEM libraries being the chemistry library and the engineering library. So there's just less distractions and it's just a lot easier to concentrate. And then what I'll do is after I have everything packed in my backpack, I'll kind of, I'll give myself one TV episode on Netflix. So 20 minutes. And then once that 20 minutes is up, I just go and leave because at that point in time, I have medicine that's in my brain, which tells me, okay, let's get going instead of just sitting here, even though it's really easy to just sit there. Don't let that become a problem because it will be. So then another thing that I do when I'm studying is I always, first of all, any college students or high school students invest in a good pair of headphones. It will make the world of a difference. Don't just go get get $20 cheap headphones, just splurge on that. So what I do is I always listen to piano music on my headphones. And it's just a very soothing music. It's not something that you're going to jam out to, but it's also just enough white noise in the background that you don't hear other people. Personally, I have a really nice pair of Bose headphones, which are noise canceling. So I hear almost nothing in the library, which really helps. And then I think along with everybody else that's my age and even people that are older than me and younger than me, phones are a problem. They're such a big distraction in your day-to-day business that it's way easier to eliminate it than try to fight it. So whenever I'm studying, I leave my phone in my backpack on do not disturb or airplane mode. And then after about five minutes, I forget it's even there. But if you put it on the table, just the fact of seeing the phone, it always it always kind of presents itself to a little what if, like what if I'm missing something on my phone versus if you just forget about it, you can just get on with your studying and you completely forget about it after five minutes and then you don't even know what's there. Also, what I found out works really well too is don't go to the library for four hours. Go to the library with the specific goal of I'm going to study these three chapters. Otherwise, you are not going to be as productive as you want to be. So Peter, what you know, that's what Alex has learned. And, you know, like I say, he's he's learning how to harness his brain with ADHD. And this is what he realized, you know, after getting essentially all F's and getting the, hey, you're getting kicked out of college letter. And that was, you know, a real eye opener. How does that resonate with you, Peter? How do you how do you focus your brain? What do you do? Well, I'll just I'll start off by saying that I also got the you're getting kicked out of, getting kicked out of college letter and I was able to turn it around at the end of my freshman year as well. But you know, for me, um, I have sort of four rules. Uh, I, I don't. I have a prescription for medication. I rarely take it. Maybe I take it about once every month, month and a half. Um, I haven't taken a, a, a Concerta in about probably over two weeks right now. For me, um, 
my focus lies on uh, four specific things. The first one is I simply must exercise. My morning has to start off with exercise. Uh, I can't um, have a day if I don't. You know, I was up at uh, about 4.30 this morning. I got up super early. It was about 4.30 this morning. I did about an hour and a half on my bike. Um, a Peloton bike, but an hour and a half on that. That gave me the dopamine, the serotonin, the adrenaline I needed to get through my day. So that was spectacular. Um, second thing I do is I eliminate choice. I have um, two sides to my closet. Uh, they're labeled. One says um, office slash travel, and it's T-shirt and jeans, what I'm wearing right now. The other side says speaking slash TV, and it's button-down shirts, jackets, and jeans. And that's it. My suits, my vests, all that good stuff. They sit in um, my daughter's closet, uh, my five-year-old daughter's closet in, my, in another room. Uh, that way I don't have to – I can eliminate the choice of to look at it. You know, I don't wake up and say, um, what should I wear? Oh, I remember that vest. Laura gave me that vest. I wonder how she's doing. I should look her up. And, you know, three hours later, I'm naked in the living room on Facebook. I haven't left the house. So for me, it's really about eliminating choice and make sure, making sure that I, I get to the end result as quickly as possible. Um, third thing is sleep. Uh, if I get less than seven hours a night, um, it's just a bad day. Right. So it, I, I get more uh, cranky. I get more. My ADHD kicks off the charts in a bad way. And then finally, um, it's what you eat. You know, I put a lot of good food in my body. I try very hard not to uh, go on too many carbs. I, I try to do mostly keto diet, uh, a lot of um, uh, veggies, a lot of meats, things like that. So, you know, the goal really is to stay uh, within those parameters. Uh, the elimination of choice is probably the most important one, as is the exercise. Um, you know, that being said, I'm not anti med. I just think that. Um, you know, it shouldn't be people's first line of, 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 of defense, um, but, you know, there are certainly people out there who can use it and who it benefits, and, and, and you know, I totally respect that. Um, I find myself, you know, in situations like I understand what works for me and what doesn't. Um, you know, I have – we're doing this interview on a Monday because Monday is the only day that I allow myself to do interviews um, and I allow myself to take meetings and things like that because if I, if I have them every, every day, I will never get – anything done, you know, a, a 30 minute coffee. Oh, let's, can you, can you give me 20 minutes for coffee? That takes an hour and a half, right? You have to get there. You have to get ready. You have to get it. So I'm out of my zone of, of production, of productivity you know, for an hour and a half. Do that twice a day, three times a day. That's your day. So I, I do it one time, uh, one day a week and allow myself to do that. The, uh, finally, I said the last thing, you know, is just to be aware of triggers and avoid those triggers. I am, uh, I do all my work on uh, airplanes. I do as much writing as I can on airplanes because that's, you know, what am I going to do? Leave? I'm not going to walk off the plane. So I know that I'm sitting there. So I bring my laptop. I open it up. I turn it on. I plug it in. I get work done. I've written, out of the five books I've written, uh, three of them have been written entirely on airplanes. So, you know, again, it's just, it's what works for you and how it works. And then you just get it done. Um, you know, and, and, and again, not everyone is the same, but the basic rules that I've set up for myself, these sort of life rules, these undeniable life rules, have helped me tremendously. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I wish I'd known about them when I was a kid, but I'm also glad I didn't because it allowed me to realize and learn on my own what works for me and, and sort of apply those rules the best way I can. So thanks for that, Peter. So Alex, the, the focusing, eliminating distractions, eliminating choices, do, does that resonate with you? Do you try to do that actively as well? Or is that a technique that you could, you could go off and develop? Yeah, I think having just heard what peter has said the whole eliminating eliminating choices and getting rid of distractions like i said i only bring one subject to study i don't give myself the choice of oh i'll study this one or i'll study this one because all it does is it's it's an excuse to waste 15 minutes of oh i'm changing subject but it's still studying so it still counts when in reality you're just wasting time um i always i try to be off my phone as much as i can because it really is such a big distraction and it's 
it's not a good distraction either. It's just you're browsing through social media. It's not good. It's not productive time. You're just kind of whittling away your time. So um, as far as what he said on the airplane, I have also done a lot of work on an airplane, whether it be for me coding on a computer where it doesn't really matter what else is around you, you're just plugging away at your computer. It, it really does help to eliminate all your distractions. Otherwise, you will just notice that your productivity goes right down the drain. So Alex, you know, you got an internship through the summer and there's got to be a lot of distractions at work. Um, Peter, what are some things that you had to do? Did you ever work in a corporate environment where you had distractions from coworkers? How did you deal with that? First two years of my life, I worked for America Online. Um, I helped start the, new, the AOL newsroom. And um, I was very fortunate in the respect that in AOL, when I worked there in the 90s, they didn't care how you got your job done as long as you got your job done. So most of the time, I worked at 3 in the morning. It worked for me. It got me, you know, I was able to do the stuff I needed to do, get it done, and uh, no one bothered me. You know, I found that if I was working at, you know, 9 a.m. or 10 a.m. with the rest of the audience, I'd get nothing done. And so for me, it was really about what can I do and how can I get it done and, and, and the best place to work, and they let me do that. Um, you know, I think that a lot of the things that, that corporations need to know is that 30% of their workforce in the next 10 years are going to be neuroatypical, and they need to understand that. They need to be aware of how to best focus on that, on getting that top talent. And that sometimes involves, you know, letting people work in different ways that they're not, that, that companies might not be used to. You know, companies, you know, you, there's a lot of stigma around ADHD, right? Oh, you got ADHD, you can't sit still, you can't get anything done. But that's, that's counter to what it really is, correct? I mean, you, you know, your book, Faster Than Normal. Um, your brains are faster than normal. Once you get in the zone, you can just crank out work. So what are some things employers really need to know? And is it, a, is it really a, truly an advantage? Oh, there's no question about it. You know, I, I can, if I'm in the right parameters and the right environment, I can go in and work um, five times faster than normal people. You know, you have to make sure, though, that you understand how to do it. You have to make sure that you're doing the right thing, that you're focusing the right way. Uh, you know, your audience needs to, or your audience, your your bosses, whoever the people you're dealing with are, need to understand that you're a little different. But there is benefit to that as long as you understand how to do it. And if they let you do it the way, if they let you do it the way that you can, um, you know, you can be amazing. So, Alex, let's go back to your to your internship, right? So you've had a couple of internships and, and tr trying to figure out how to get work done. What are some te techniques that you use uh, at work to get things done? Yeah, so uh, actually this year and last summer, um, I've been working at a company called Rockwell Automation. Um, they kind of do a lot of uh, electronic motor control, um, so it's pretty high-tech stuff. So something that I do every day before I leave work is I always write down a goal and a to-do for the next day because the problem is that leaving that day, I'll have 10 windows open on my computer with tests that are running and there's just a lot to go on. And if I was trying to remember that the entire night, I would forget it and then I waste like 20 minutes the next day trying to figure out where I'm at and what needs to be done. So just the simple act of writing it down, which takes all of 30 seconds to do, it's it really just saves a lot of time. Another thing is like I said before, use headphones. I use headphones as much as I possibly can just to drown out other people, just mouse clicking and keyboard and typing. It helps a lot. No question about it. I definitely the headphones. I, I am such a fan. You know, spend, that will be the best 250 bucks you ever spent in your life. Yeah, I totally agree with you there. I used to just use Apple headphones and with the new headphones that cover your ear, it's yeah, I have a pair of Bowers, uh, Bowers and Wilkins P5s. They are just the greatest thing ever. Another thing that I try to do every day, I do the same 
thing every day being I'll fill my water bottle, I'll go to the bathroom, I'll get coffee at the same time, even if I don't need to do it necessarily, even if my water bottle is not completely empty, I'll still go fill it up. That way I know that this is going to happen at this time and I can kind of, I don't want to say mentally prepare, but that way it doesn't take me out of my zone. If I do run out of water, I know that I will always have it. Um, and another thing that I also do is my computer monitors are facing away from the aisle. I work at a, in the company and there's cubes everywhere and I have my monitors so I face toward the wall. That way when I'm seeing people walk by, I don't see them out of the peripheral of my eye. So it's a lot easier to just look straight at my monitor than yeah. to see other people passing by. And it's like, oh, look at that. It's something I can look at, which isn't work. And it's another distraction. That's great. So, Peter, we're, we're, we're closing in here. We're, we're kind of going to wrap up here. What's some parting guidance you'd have for students, juniors, seniors in high school, maybe freshmen, sophomore in college? A couple of good tips for them to take away from this, and uh, then we'll say goodbye. I think one of the best things is to understand that you're not broken. You are just like everyone. You know, you're, you're, you're just like everyone else. You're not broken, but you also have tremendous gifts that make you different than everyone else. And you have to understand that different is good, right? Uh, the majority of people in this world, they, they're the same exact thing. You can be different. Different is amazing and different gets you noticed. Different can change your life. You just have to accept it and you have to understand there's nothing wrong with being different. And if people want to connect with you, you've got a podcast, you've got books. How can they connect with you, Peter? Yeah, my entire life is at shankman.com. Um, they can find everything there. The podcast is fasterthannormal.com. And uh, yeah, a uh, big believer that um, you know you, you want to do things differently. People can reach out to me at, at Peter Shankman and I love chatting. I'm happy to do it. Um, I answer all my email personally. I, I don't, I'm not allowed to, uh, book my own schedule. My assistant took right access away from me, uh, to my calendar <laughs> because I tend to, I tend to screw it up, but I, I do answer all my own email and I, I welcome it. So I'm happy to chat with anyone. All right, Alex, some parting guidance to transition from high school to college is it's going to be hard for most people. The workload is going to be more, but don't get discouraged. You will get through it. All right. Thanks for that. And again, you know, Alex and I listened to Faster Than Normal uh, on audiobook on the way back from the eight-hour drive back from Nebraska back to Milwaukee, and it was a great book. So if you're a parent listening and you've got a, a son or daughter with ADHD, go listen to that book. Go listen to the podcast on Peter's, or, you know, Peter Shankman. They're less than 20 minutes long, great insights from other people that are that are working to harness their ADHD, so, so go take advantage of those things that are available to you. And with that, Peter, we'll say goodbye. Thank you so much for having me. I hope you enjoyed our chat today with Peter and Alex. Head over to stemonfire.com, subscribe to the email list to keep up with the latest happenings, and be sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast player and share it with a friend. Tune in next week where we talk with Valerie, who works in software security. Until next time, I hope this chat has helped ignite your passion towards a STEM career.